Welcome to the Legion Outriders podcast, a member of the Radio Free Tattooing Network. You must unlearn what you have learned. Your source for the latest Legion news, opinion, and analysis. You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. John Archiquette. Will somebody get this big walking carpet out of my way? Matt Turner. I'm not afraid. And Joshua Gray. You will be. What's going on, Outriders? John, Josh, and Matt coming at you from Power 9 here in Las Vegas, Nevada. The the uh, I know, reigning uh, home of the best Star Wars Legion event in uh, the one-year history. Yeah! Yay! Yay! I still I, got that. Yeah. I still got that. Uh, that afterglow of. Uh, I know of it's LVO. like a week later, and I'm still like, man, LVO was so great. I thought you were pregnant. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm drinking, I saw twins. I'm drinking a monster. Oh, Is that probably yeah. not good for me? You're probably not. I can't imagine. <laughs> well, of all of, of all of the vices available to you in Las Vegas when you're pregnant, that's probably monsters. True. Probably a safer one. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that. Look, I, you know, I know it's cliche, but I just hope it comes out. Like a Wookiee. <laughs> <laughs> Would you get rug burns? <laughs> oh, oh, what's going on, guys? So we are like just still in, in absolute awe of the awesome turnout that we had last week God, so for, much for LVO. So much fun. So much fun. Um, we miss all of our, our, our new frowned friends already. Yeah. All right. I'm trying to see how many, if I can actually wedge myself into, well, we're looking at Gen Con, maybe Adepticon. I guess LJ is getting tapped to help out with that a little bit. Yeah, I know, capacity. which is a great uh, good job. Whoever's right. in charge of Adepticon. You, you mean, chose wisely. Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> I think Road Dog was going to be involved with that too. So nice. Yeah, this could be really, really good. So uh, reigning LVO, you know, member attendance, but I'm, I'm sure it probably won't last too long. Oh, with, as everything just keeps ramping. Sure, I, I'm sure one of these next few events will probably step up the 64 to, you know, 128 maybe. I mean, who knows? Oh, uh, I mean, yeah, definitely. LJ was talking about doing that maybe next year for LVO. Yeah, so. I think it's pretty much going to be a slam dunk. So, assuming we can, you know, get the space and the days that we need for it from uh, the frontline guys. So. Sure. Well, maybe boot out some of those 40k scrubs and, uh, yeah. and take some of their spots. We'll just uh, we'll we'll annex the tables that were for 30k and Underworlds this last year. And uh, you, 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 30k, leave them alone. 30k is legit. They right. can play out in the parking leave lot. <laughs> and you what? Know, they would. They're that. They, they would. Yeah. They, no, they had some really good looking stuff there. I'm I'm a little jealous. Well, we have a lot of cool Star Wars stuff to talk about. Yeah. Uh, besides just LVO, but uh, real quick, I just want to mention something. Um, so Sunday, uh, we released the, the cast for the Nick Freeman and LJ interview yeah. a little bit late because I was, uh, you know, quote unquote, cheating on Star Wars Legion <laughs> and uh, playing the LVO uh, AOS doubles at Age of Sigmar. And I'll did tell you, you really what, play it? I really did. Or did um, you get played? Well, I got yeah. played too. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? Like honestly, playing that or just you know just being a part of that just reaffirmed my commitment to Legion. Yay! Um, different community feels. Just different community <laughs> feels, but the gameplay overall, um, just how you know a, the balance of a game works, how you know the, the organization of the actual event itself. I mean, it made me realize, like, man, LJ really got this thing going. Like, yeah, he got this yeah, thing yeah. organized. Like the you know the other the Grand Marshal that uh, you know, Brendan did an awesome job. Just everything about that showed me how deficient the AOS event was, and. Uh, I mean, if you don't have those, you know, passionate people, they're willing to volunteer yeah, their time, gonna, money, and sure. efforts. Yeah, and I'm not questioning the, the passion of sure. the guys who were who were involved oh, I in am. setting that up. I wasn't up. there, but I'm questioning <laughs> it hardcore. 
I'm sure they were very passionate about it, but man, it just it did not lend itself to a very well organized event. So part yeah. of that could be Sunday too. You're kind of on the tail. That end might of be a part of it too. And doubles events usually typically aren't all taken that seriously, except for the people that really want to crush. Oh, there were like some the people who really, really yeah, played first round, some tryhards, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for a casual format. Now there's some, some good people playing it, but man, it was just it, <laughs> the amount of stuff that went. I'm like, okay, you but know it what? Just I, drove home the point that Legion, Legion is, is such your a home. good game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I may have strayed for a little bit, but I I came back. You went to the dark side. Yeah. Were just, redeemed. Just came back a little bit. Though. All right. Okay. So, okay, fine. So what do we got for this week? Yeah, this week we got oh, some yeah, we got... really big stuff to talk yeah. about. Um, we got a little bit of new terrain stuff. We got some more, uh, you know, news about some new, uh, some exciting new units coming out. But before we get into that, Matt, we got some uh, some Star Wars news to talk about, we, right? We do have some news. We also got some shout-outs since uh, we're kind of... Uh, the the way we're doing the wrap up is going to be a little different this week, so we're going to get those out of the way. Uh, first off, major thanks to Christopher Fleming. He uh, contacted me a couple weeks ago uh, in response to one of our shows. We were talking about, oh, you know, there's not enough Star Wars for him. We got a lot of 40k stuff, and, uh, and I that's guess, in the store, not necessarily us. Yeah, personally. yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. for the store for our Star Wars players. But uh, he took it upon himself. He's got a buddy that uh, works over at uh, where I guess owns uh, Panhandle 3D Printing, and uh, you can actually find them at uh, Etsy.com/Panhandle3DPrinting. But anyways, uh, they have officially licensed Corvus terrain that they basically print out and send it. And he sent us an entire table's worth of uh, I forget what it's called, but it's like Jetta themed kind of buildings with, uh, they, they've got some brick and mortar and a little bit of crumbling, but it turned out fantastic. And I am so thankful, dude. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, just, just for here, you know, I've been doing a little bit of 3d printing, but yeah, the, having more star Wars stuff and uh, more importantly, stuff that isn't skulls and aquilas is, uh, very very nice. Yeah, my favorite my favorite piece that they sent us though, and I didn't realize Corvus did this. Yeah, is it's it, it it looks like it's like a little tower and it's got like a courtyard around it. Yeah, but it's really a dice tray. It's a dice tray. It's that it's terrain fits the terrain that scheme. fits the the scheme of the buildings, but it's also a dice tray, and it's so cool. I, I, I love it. When I walked in here this afternoon, I it was like Christmas. I, I, saw, I saw like a table full of this stuff. And we're, we're talking like enough to make a pretty dense urban, yeah, know, urban. Uh, when this game is tank was, comes out, this yeah. is going to be so much fun to drive oh, through this. This, for is, sure. this is how you know how excited John was about this. Yeah, John's a good painter. Yeah, he does a lot of commission work, and I hear him at work talk all the time about I got to finish this, and God, I'm printing this, I'm, I'm painting this for so and so, and I got to do this, and man, I got to get this army done. He walked in here, saw this stuff, and went, "I'm painting it." Yeah, and and was I think for a, I'm a painting sp- this split second considering canceling his trip to Italy to visit his girlfriend. So she's not listening to this. So yeah, I, I was like, <laughs> or at least or at least like bringing an extra check in bag with all of this stuff and be like, babe, we're uh, we got some work to do this week. Can but, you take uh, a com- uh, an airbrush compressor on a? Uh... On a commercial, I don't know, international but I'll, I'll find out how much they cost at the whatever the Italian version of Michael's is. Oh, could you pick up a Michelangelo's, uh, by the way, one of those uh, the Rogue One yeah. tanks while you're over there in Italy for me? 
Oh, I mean, they probably got some future stuff we don't even know about yeah. yet. Stuff Luke Eddy doesn't even know about yet. Yeah, <laughs> they haven't designed it. They're anymore. already playing with clones and Jedis yeah. over there. Oh, man. Yeah. But uh, so, yeah, many thanks, uh, Christopher, again, and uh, uh, Gregory over at Panhandle 3D Printing. Uh, we also have some new Patreons. Uh, this is at the Imperial Outrider level, so the $10 level. Uh, many thanks to Jeff Gartland, uh, Ethan Judd, Steve Homer, uh, Adam Brown, and Colt Knutson. Thank you very Thank you much, so guys. much, yeah. guys. That's wow. awesome. Please do stop by the uh, uh, Discord if you don't get an invite or shoot Absolutely. me a message and we'll see you on there. We're nice, we promise. More or less. <laughs> I'm not as much of a jerk in the Discord as I am Ooh, I don't know about on the that. show. But uh, as far as other news, we've got confirmed uh, Pathfinder and Jin on the 21st of this month. Yay! So that's going to be exciting. Uh-huh. Uh, we've seen now previews for, obviously, Sabine, Bosk, and the new ATST piece of terrain with some uh, fun little rules on that we'll be chatting about for yeah. a bit. Uh, otherwise, larger Star Wars news, uh, actor Ian McDermott will be at Star Wars Celebration, so... The Emperor's no. coming here. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> yes. No, actually, it was confirmed. So no, he'll, he'll make it legal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but other than that, so where it, do we start? Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> There's right. so much. Where do we start? So, oh, wait. And we haven't even met. Have we mentioned what, what else is in this show? No, I was just We haven't. Like, we're like, yeah, Sabine. And, and, and oh, by the way, after the break, after in the second portion of the show, Nobody of consequence. We talk about right? uh, I mean, John's Wookiee onesie. Yes, oh, that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. and we're gonna you know talk with Luke Eddy, which oh, is no, Luke Eddy. That's probably right. like yeah. the most important thing of the show here, right? So yeah, he he uh, sat down and talked with us after LVO, gave us a little recap, and then a little taste of some stuff. You know, things going to on. Come. Yeah, some things oh, to come. Man. Things. Yeah, that, definitely uh, check that out because don't don't stop the uh, podcast early if you're done with us doing shout outs right it's, it's don't, don't let us ruin it for you right, right, right? Please. <laughs> so yeah the uh biggest news besides lvo of course i think last week was the sabine and Bosk oh, release Ooh, and man. there you know josh and i work together and there are some moments where he you know walks over to my desk at a very quick pace with with his phone like look 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 look, 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 look. that and, was one uh, of them yeah I, I think i just walked over and went dude yeah yeah <laughs> dude and that was, yeah. That well, was we did nice. find a piece of information out. I think uh, Nick has posted it up since then, but uh, we do have an official from Luke saying that Bosk is 115, I think you said? Yes. Not yep. 85? Not 85. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, damn. <laughs> that changes some things. Well, yeah, points. But. Well, yeah, <laughs> it changes other. Never mind. But, uh, so there's a multi kit. They each have some unique tokens that are accompanying the set so that's pretty cool and the fact that you can build sabine with you know either dark saber or like double blaster is yeah and the, the sculpts are, are beautiful and luke's gonna get, get into a little bit of you know some yeah, of the, the reasoning that, for their their alternate sculpts and the the options for it and i i really like it i wonder how many times we're gonna sell sabine kits just for people to steal the helmet out of that to put on other stuff for what, like the the Mandalorian helmet, just for like head swaps on other figures and things like that, like post episode two Boba Fett models, maybe. Is it literally a head on a base? Yeah, oh, there you go. <laughs> you mean Jango, Jango Fett? Fett. Jango Fett. Yeah. Dang it, I ruined it. Oh, oh, man. And he didn't stick the landing. Uh, no, no. <laughs> I am no Carrie Strong. No, <laughs> but yeah, like the, the alternate sculpts are awesome. The, the ability to customize the weapons and stuff from a you know hobbyist standpoint, super cool. And now all you rebel players can shut up 
because you got red defense dice. Oh, we got some red. Okay? Ar- we got some red defense Shut up dice about it now. with the surge. Well, that's and... really funny because I think during our game, I finally got to you, you to admit red dice are a thing. Is that not true, they Mr. Josh? They can be a thing. They, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Until they fail you. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, like. Even though I, I say, you know, I'm not a huge fan of the, the cartoon series and stuff like that, like, I love the model for Sabine, and God, I love the rules. Yeah, the rules are phenomenal. She looks I mean. real strong. So we got five health, two courage, surges for blocks and crits, jump to... Gunslinger. Gunslinger, wow. Impervious and yep. nimble. <laughs> oh, I hate I, this so I much. All, I, all of that. It's, it's like, yeah, take a little bit of Luke and a little bit of Han, a little bit yeah. of Leia. Leia. Yeah, uh, you know, a little Boba Fett, throw that in there. Oh yeah, shake it up, and you got Super Sabine. Yeah, uh, she's got Pierce one on her blasters, range one to two, red, black, white, and then a bunch of tokens. The dark saber upgrade, though, holy cow, was that twenty five points? Yeah, so it's like. expensive. Yeah, it's it's pricey, but but it I gets mean, you immune to Pierce. Immune to Pierce, you Impact. get Dauntless, um, and Impact one, Pierce one, five black dice on a surge to crit. Ugh. Yeah, that's, that's huge. <laughs> I, I heart Gross. That. <laughs> that is going to be so good. I mean, it's like basically the offensive capability of an ATRT, you know, with the the rotary blaster, right. with the surge to crit and everything like that. Right. Um, I mean, awesome defense. Yeah. She moves fast. She's immune to pierce. Like, really, what, she, yeah. what doesn't she a do? A speed three move really unlocks Dauntless. I mean, yeah. that's... That's really cool. Um, Looks like know, she's a 125 base, too. Yeah, 125. Yeah. With the Darksaber, I mean, essentially she's 100. I feel like the Darksaber's auto tank. Yeah, 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 yeah. It has yeah. to be. I, I don't know. I don't know if, uh, well, two red, two black, or I'm sorry, a red, a black, and a white die per gun. Um, now, see, now here's the thing. Here's the question I have. Mm-hmm. Her attack says dual pistols. Mm-hmm. So she is she roll so she's only rolling one red, one black, one white. She's not rolling two red, two black, two white. I would assume because it's dual yes, pistols. If, yeah. Okay. Unless it said, you know, one pistol is that and then the other pistol gives you right. a second attack, which of course would require her to have sure. arsenal. Yeah. So That's a good point. So yeah. that's not um so yeah, so her range attack is kind of weak, especially without any sharpshooter. Um yeah, she looks like somebody you're you're taking the uh, but gunslinger, the, so you can put yeah, it I mean, on having the, that, you can yeah. put it on two people, sure. Yeah. But uh, if I mean if you're if you're in cover, unless you're rolling crits, which you're gonna have a twenty five percent chance to do anyways, um yeah, you're you know, you're maybe doing one and it's Pierce one, so yeah. But as somebody who loves to use Han with that gunslinger and Pierce ability, uh, having her being able to do that and then to move as far as she does. Right. I mean, I, I, in one of the games in LVO, I blasted two, I killed two units of sniper teams mm-hmm. with that gunslinger in one turn. Yeah, and well, I think there's a distinct difference between rolling two red with Pierce two and gun and uh, sharpshooter one. Rolling red, one red, one black, and one white? With no, I, 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 The sharpshooter's I, the thing here. Yeah. You know, the sharpshooter's yeah. the thing where you're reducing cover because it doesn't matter. You could be rolling three, bla- three red dice. But without, if somebody's in heavy cover, unless you're rolling crits, you can roll two hits and it's still just one suppression. I, so, I still feel like her effectiveness isn't reduced nearly that much. 
Okay. When you when you we you, shall see. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, we, we shall, shall see. see. But there is also two kind of half teased upgrade cards back there. We're pretty sure the one is personal shield generator, right? Which so, and there's not which, nearly enough text on there to to know see what anything that's what it do. does. But we know it's apropos for the story and the character. Sure. And then the next one is electric. Boogaloo, I believe, is what that card <laughs> says. So. so does she have, like, the little, like, um, disassembled cardboard box token that she uses to do breakdance moves? I mean, oh, no, I'm just hearing, no, it is electric slide. Electric slide is what oh, that card is. So, okay. yeah, See, that makes I'm a more fan sense. of the cha-cha slide myself, so. Well, clearly that's not a Star Wars thing. So. No, it's not. Oh, it should be, though. Quick side tangent. Before, oh, boy, here we go. Before we get back into the cards. <laughs> Josh brought up a really interesting uh, article to me. It, it basically showed the the T thirty four land speeder. Yeah, but they had the the X-34? Spanish. No, so oh, sorry, so what, what 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 it was, and you're already screwing it up. So uh, I'm going to do it. So <laughs> I had seen on the Discord that uh, somebody on the the Spanish language FFG site uh-huh. um, had, had it, it says that the the T thirty four and or X thirty four. See, you got me doing it now too. The X thirty four and the occupier were. Um, or shipping. Um, oh. So I don't know if that means on the boat, translation, because it's off of the Spanish one, uh-huh. but the, it had the translations of the units, right? <gasps> okay. The, so Muy the, caliente. The, the occupier tank became the occupant tank. Oh, okay. Well, right? That's, that's good. Yeah. But the, so the... Occupant um, by palpitones. <laughs> so the land speeder in Spanish translates the one of the words is it's supposed to translate as slider right because it's a it's a repulsor vehicle so it okay. slides around uh, okay um but the way the site translated it google or something said a land speed speeder it was the terrestrial slipper <laughs> so from now on x34s get referred to as the terrestrial slipper uh let it be let it be known <laughs> And so shall yeah. it be. Yeah, I'm not it is on board decreed. With that. No, that's horrible. <laughs> no, that's amazing. I'm gonna I'm gonna deck out an entire list with nip, with nipple satellites and terrestrial slippers. <laughs> that's nice. You're gonna run around trying to get people to try on the terrestrial slipper, yes. so you can ride off into the sunset with them. Exactly. Oh, Prince Charming. <laughs> Okay, back to the things people care about. Boss. <laughs> well, enough uh, of Sabine. Actually, like, no, we're not done with Sabine. We're not done with We've got her command cards there, too. Well, we got one she, of her command cards. She's an operative, yeah? Hi. Yeah. But she has Inspire. Ooh. That's kind of cool. Sure. Yeah. I don't know what else. I can't really read the rest of that, but I'll assume it's cool. <laughs> here comes Bosk. So here you go. So now, now here's the interesting thing about Sabine, the one command card. All of the operatives that we've seen so far pretty much only allow you to issue an order to that operative, right? Well, I mean, Chewie's, well, Chewie's always, you Chewie's know, do, himself him, and His are very teamwork-oriented, Exactly, right? yeah. But all of Boba Fett's are just Boba Fett. Yeah. Uh, Sabine lets you issue... The, the only one we can see is her three pip. Yeah. It lets you issue three orders. Nice. One to her and one to two trooper units. And the text is, uh, Sabine gains Inspire 1... When she issued, issues an order to what looks like a commander, operative, or special forces unit, she gains either one aim token or one dodge token. Nice. So that's pretty good. That's really I good. I mean, that's some synergy there. So that's good. Um, now, the thing about that is, is if you issue two orders to special forces, operatives, or... Uh, and, and remember, she's an operative. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, so she gives herself She's automatically one. getting one of those yeah. because she's going to issue an order to herself unless you come relay it or something. But if you issue an order to, say, one of your commanders, 
her, and an, a special forces unit, that allows you to get three tokens. So you could take a dodge and two aims. Or dodge and two aims. Aim two dodges. Well, you don't need two dodges. She has nimble. Ah, yeah, right. So unless you just want to double up on the dodges yeah. and you know spend two and get one back um, for one attack, mm. but you know you you have that option. So that's uh, and that's with three pip, and that's that's pretty tasty. Also, you know, there's always speculation that depending on the art that they put on the cards, I was gonna say, those are units. Would that you you're guys get. like to join me in some wild speculation? Let's what, do a unit yes. full of Mandalorians. That standing she's standing there her? with a unit full of Mandalorians. Yes. And gee, I wonder if they're going to be a special forces unit. That sounds like a special forces yeah, unit. Yeah, it sure, certainly sounds like a special forces unit to me. Sounds sounds like more red dice for the rebels. So does yeah. that mean? Uh, say, does that mean the Mandalorians could be rebels? Well, I mean, there was factions. They I might mean, make them dual faction because they were definitely fighting for both sides during the Rebel yeah, series. Yeah, but I mean, that flipped kind of quick, you know. In uh, I mean, if you're going Mandalorian Rebels, Mandalorians, they yeah. they kind of flipped kind of kind of quick there. Yeah. So, Fenral operative. Yeah. Ooh. Maybe we'll learn so more. You stop about liking that. things, Josh, because then we'll never see it. <laughs> maybe maybe the uh, the more we see in this Mandalorian show, that might uh, mm-hmm. show us. A little bit extra secrets that yeah. go into it. All right, let's talk about the uh, real winner of Bosk. this announcement. Not Dengar. <laughs> not Dengar. The Empire. Also, not Agent Callus. And I gotta say, I'm a little, I'm a little disappointed. Um, you know, we're, we we have the benefit of recording this after we talk to Luke, um, yeah. but um, they've always kind of made announced releases and done releases based off of the same timeline, right? We got. Krennic, Death Troopers, Jin, Pathfinders, all at the same time. Um, we got you know Snow Troopers and Veers and Fleet Troopers, kind of all at the same time. And I guess they're their original trilogy, not the same movie. We're growing past that, man. I, I know. And man, he does talk about it. Later, if you're gonna right? do Sabine, there's a great time to do somebody Imperial from Rebels. So he also answers that. Yeah, I know. Because nobody likes Callus. I'm gonna just say I'm I'm a little upset. That here's a like perfect Callus opportunity too. to get them mutton chops in the game. No, no, no. Nothing. It's going to be a special double faction release for both sides. It'll be great. Don't yeah. worry. Don't worry. Don't give up hope. What's hope? Re- rebellions are built on them. Did you not know? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Let's, talk, let's, talk, let's talk about Bosk, everyone's oh, favorite damn. Trandoshan. Can you name another Trandoshan? No. Doesn't mean there aren't any more. There had to have been another Trandoshan. Right. Yeah, Bosk's father, Kratosk. But, you know, I can name more Trandoshan. Is that his, I was his say, name? It really is, yes. There's a few here and there. But usually they're just kind of foils for thugs. Also, do you know Hutties counts numbers in Octal? What? Yeah. Like, like base eight? Yeah, base eight. Did you know Star Wars trivia that I didn't? I, I only know it because... Oh, look at that. See? See? Look I look only that. know that because uh, yesterday when... Brendan posted that uh, that poll making fun of Nick Freeman no. and the, the eight X wings. He posted right. eight in a whole bunch of different languages. Right. I'm like, I wonder what eight is in Hutties. Like, does it even exist? And sure enough, not only do they have the numbers for Hutties, it's all in base eight. That doesn't. They actually me. went through and created like the entire numerical got four system for Hutties. On each hand. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wow, somebody really went into doing that. So that's fantastic. Uh, yeah, there you go. Now you guys know that not only is Hutties a real language, and they actually have the the numerical system. Oh, it's base eight. I know another Trandoshan. What's that? There was one that was on a planet that fought Captain Kirk during that one. Oh, yeah. Um, Gorn. Oh yeah, but so, never mind. Uh, Gorn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, that's the guy's name. 
<laughs> so you can pose Bosk in multiple ways, either yes, throwing a grenade, throwing a grenade, or using his Relby mortar gun. Is it Relby? Yeah. Something like that. Rimmelsby? Wait, did, did we get a confirmation of the grenade yet? Well, it says uh, I mean, Dioxys grenade in okay. the uh, in the article. Okay. So. Yeah, I mean, he's, he, I mean, it's literally what it does and how it works. I have right no there. idea. Okay. Um, here's the thing, though. It looks like it might be a charge. Um, there's a charge token included in the kit, and if you want to go by canon, Bosk is generally either immune mm-hmm. or it helps him regenerate. Oh, well, so, we know he can regenerate. So, what's the big thing that's, that's kind of a, a pain with saboteurs? You jump them in, set at range one, detonate, and they blow themselves. And up. they blow themselves up. Yeah, Bosk is just going to be able to jump in if they if if they do what I think they're going to do. Bosk is just going to jump in, drop a charge, and watch everybody die around him and, and laugh. Laugh because the lizard. He'll be he'll be immune to it. So I have no idea how they're going to work this. I know yeah. how I as a grenade how I think I would like it to work. I. I would, you know, looking at a something that's a poison grenade, mm-hmm. I would almost have this work as kind of an inverse um, e-stims. Okay. So you throw the grenade out as one of your actions. At the end of your activation, it detonates. So you can get clear of it if you want. End of your activation, it detonates. And there's a whole pile of what looks like poison tokens in this. There's six of them. Oh, they're like okay. the little biohazard symbols. They got like little on biohazard yeah. symbols on them. Every unit. Also in Hatties. Yeah, right? <laughs> Every unit that's within range one of this charge gets one of those tokens. And then at the end of the turn or round or their activation or however you want to do it, they lose a guy. I mean, again. So it's like a poison. You know, it, it takes a while. This to is all in. speculation. Yeah, it's all speculation. Sure. <laughs> this, is, this is Josh saying how he'd really like this to work. Like I, think to... That'd be, I think that'd be a cool mechanic. Where how I like it to work is he walks onto the battlefield, cracks open a cold one, starts chugging it, and all the poison goes out and kills everybody <laughs> nearby. Don't 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 don't. This is why we, this is why FFG will never hire us. I know, right? <laughs> we we are basically the Star Wars Legion version of Axe Cop. Um, I don't know what that means. That's fair. That's fair. You, oh, you don't know what Axe uh, Cop is? No. Axe Cop is a is a comic. Okay. Okay. It's it's when it when it came out years ago. Yeah, yeah, it started years ago. But when it came out, it was inked and drawn by a guy that was like twenty one. The story was by his five year old nephew. Oh, nice. So like his I nephew would just come up with crazy yeah, stuff. Whatever. Five six years old would just yeah. come up with crazy stuff. That's us basically. And yeah. then yeah. this guy would draw it out as a comic. Gotcha. Axe yeah. Cop is worth your time. Definitely. All right. So what kind of what kind of special rules are we getting from Bosk? Oh, he's got bounty. Oh, okay. Bounty so. Hunter with Bounty. Wow, I should hope so. Yeah. He's got Enrage 3, so that's the uh, same as what the, the Chewbacca's yep. got. Uh, we've got Expert Climber. Cool. So he's looking up for parody on uh, on the Wookiee right now. So uh, Regenerate 3, which I'm a huge fan of. I wish I had that on the Wookiees. Yeah. Right? Oh, God, yeah. And it's and at then, the end of your activation, too. So, uh, you know, if you activate first... And you go, hey boss, and go then clear you this minefield, yeah. right? <laughs> but you know, it, it, it kind of makes you want to hold back with him a little bit. Oh yeah, you know, you don't want to shove him up in there first thing because then if he gets shot to pieces in that round, he doesn't yeah. get to regenerate. I, I don't want to make too big of a deal because it was revealed to us on the second part of the interview, but that jives with his command card very well. Yeah, exactly. Oh, what the lying in wait? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, of course it does. So, um, now, but, now uh, here, he's he, also got unhindered. And then uh, his frenzy, his Pierce one. He's got Pierce on a melee attack. Which, Finally, uh, yeah, right. about time. Uh, red, black, black, white, and then his. Uh, was it? 
The uh, Relby V10 Relby, it is. Okay, mortar rifle. One red, four white. Uh, Pierce one suppressive. Two to four. Two to four. Huge, yeah. 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 Being able to chunk out. Yeah, that's going to be nice. So the only complaint I have with him is it seems like he has kind of contradicting play styles. Like he's got one play style that makes him want to stay back, and then he's got another one where, you know, you kind of want to bring him in combat. Uh, well, I mean, as a bounty hunter, you have to be ready for any kind of situation. Sure, sure, but I mean... W- like, so what are you talking about? What What's your for instance here? Well, I feel like you either are, you know, you want to keep him back and kind of out of line of fire and using his suppressive abilities and okay. maybe the other play styles to bring him in close, but there's not a lot of mid-range game, I guess. Yeah, I mean... I mean, he doesn't have charge, so it's not like he's somebody... He's not like Chewbacca or... Well, I don't know if Chewbacca has charged. Anyway, he um, does he's when, not, he's, when he's angry. Yeah, he, right. So, oh, and you get it. You oh, get yeah, it in charge yeah, for enraged too. So disregard. Yeah. Um, well, there's your play style. Hang back until somebody shoots him, and then charge him in and <laughs> wreck stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, go really in there, sleep stack style. You're you're really you're playing him a lot like Chewie. Just instead of a one to three range band, you're playing two to four. Well, I, I think he's more of a mix between you know Chewie and probably. Boba Fett, because at least Chewie has, you know, ability to add synergy to other units. Sure. You know, Chewbacca's not exactly a powerhouse on his own. Here's your synergy. I've got a bounty. Yeah. There you go. Okay. <laughs> I love his command card, though. So, yeah, we want to give us a, a quick uh, recap so, of that. Gain Sharpshooter 1. It's called Lying in Wait. Sharpshooter 1, after an enemy unit activates, boss gains, gains one aim token. Nice. Yeah, that's so really nice. You leave him, you know, you got a 12, 12 activation list, right. and you leave him at the end. He's getting a lot of aim tokens. Now, so. here's the other thing. It's, yes, it's, please, please remember we recorded that part of the interview beforehand, and that blew our minds yeah, at the time. So yeah, you'll exactly. understand when you. But it's also it. not dependent on boss activating. Yeah. So he can move first, mm-hmm. take a standby, sit in cover, and then just generate aim tokens until somebody pops out and he can shoot them. Yeah. So. You know, you, you, you get that, too. Um, yeah. So he, he's a unit, I think, that we're going to have to kind of reserve judgment on until we get the, the full reveal of all his abilities. Right. One other card um, on there that is new is uh, Elite Talent, the uh, Endurance, which has a picture of a Tauntaun on it. You should be very happy, Matt. I am very happy, Matt. <laughs> At the end of the activation phase, you may remove one suppression token. So Six points. Six points to remove two suppression that's a not bad. That's not bad at all. That's not bad, yeah. Yeah. So. And it's got tom-toms. Racky, <laughs> racky. You're insufferable. All right, guys. We're going to see you in hell. Right. <laughs> we're, Are we not what? talking about the... Uh, oh. We're not talking about the ATSD? Oh, yeah. That's, there's, yeah, let's, yeah, yeah let's go yeah. over that real quick. Yeah. yeah. And real quick. So we got our first actual... Well, you know, I guess the, the first one since the priority supplies uh, box set that we got some... It's a battlefield terrain. expansion. ATST down. And uh, as as our friend Dan uh, made the the joke, <laughs> paint me like one of your French girls. <laughs> it looks like it's in a seductive and pose. And then pedantic Josh had to get on there. He's like, actually, Jack was a drawer. I believe is what he said. <laughs> Him and Simon, they both yeah. like to do drawings. The, the drawings. drawings. Yeah. <laughs> like, I understood drawings. that reference. <laughs> wow, Yay. that is actually pretty. Mike Myers. Yeah. So I mean. What um, I don't know what to think of this. 
because so you think I, back to a couple of weeks ago no, when no, no, we had an no, no, episode no. where like it's too bad there's not enough you know Star Wars specific terrain out here and we gotta you know print it all out and I know you guys don't like this but I, I don't know if this is necessarily terrain yes it can be used as a terrain piece yeah. but I mean if you look at the if you look at the the article and the cards that come mm-hmm, with it mm-hmm. I, this is more intended to be like a an objective type thing. Right, I think it is absolutely a piece of terrain, and the little, you know, diorama piece, centerpiece for this optional objective thing. I think you're just getting more than just the piece of terrain itself. So you've got uh, the little scenario you can run for funsies. Mm-hmm. It's not official tournament or anything like that, but it's uh, hey, it's some extra cards they threw in so you can, you know, tell a little story. But play a scenario. It's just, uh, I mean, the five, the five. <sighs> scenario cards we have you know red blue green are nice but i think we we still did you look at the 360 on it i did it's It's, not bad it's pretty good it's nice it's a nice sculpt it's you um, can hide troops behind there if you want to right uh, you can leave your friends behind yes um sorry no that's fine i enjoyed it (laughs) i i just it it seems like a fun scenario if ffg's gonna do terrain there's bigger fish to fry you gotta start somewhere are you referring to Mon Calamari? Because I'm offended. No, that would be bigger squid to fry. Okay. Um, well, that sounds delicious. <laughs> Your taste buds can't repel fire and taste of that magnitude. Uh, sorry. Um, it's a frap. <laughs> I, I mean, if, if, and this is something I said in our Discord, but you know, if you're sitting at home playing with shoeboxes and Tupperware, yeah. A downed ATST doesn't do a whole lot to bring your board to life. You're right. You're gonna have to buy more than one piece of terrain. I'm well, afraid. yeah, but I mean, but that's the thing, and, and I think this is the really the one place where FFG and they try very, 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 very hard to distance themselves from from GW and 40k. Sure. The way FF or the way GW markets 40k and 30k and Sigmar terrain. Yeah. Is something that FFG absolutely 100% needs to emulate, carbon copy, rip off, whatever whatever word you want to use to describe it. The way that that GW gets terrain into their games, I think, is something that FFG absolutely needs to be doing. Yeah, um, agreed. And, and I don't think this is a, a step in that direction. It, okay. You know... Um, Let's there, there's a this. there's a lot that needs to be done to bring people's boards to life. Whether you're a store owner, okay. whether you're playing at home, whether you're looking to just play in your in your basement with your buddies, doesn't matter. And we just came from a tournament that had great terrain, yeah. But it all happened because the community made it happen. Yeah. Right. Guys with their own 3D printers. Yeah. Guys with their own hobby skills making it happen. That is the, the lack of terrain is still the lack of official terrain. I think is still a, a large okay. barrier to entry for a lot of people in this game. We're still less than one year into this game. Sure, and they just introduced one piece of terrain. Okay, so it's a starting point. Guess sure. what's going to happen next? Maybe another piece of terrain, and then another piece of terrain after that, and then you can actually start marketing it as you claim. So what I don't want to see them is doing what GW is doing right now. For people to play Kill Team, you'll know that you're buying your teams, and it comes with a bunch of terrain in there, which you may or may not use, but it jacks up the price on the box. Sure. That's not what I'm necessarily talking about. Uh, I'm talking about the way GW will do, like, 
an industrial complex and you buy it and you put it together and it's got like seven pieces of scatter terrain that you can okay. put around the board. So, or you see like an AOS they did like a ruined hamlet and it's all walls. It's not like buildings, but you can go and make a ruins a, a, a half a board's worth of a ruined city sure. out of a box. Okay. Right. So, That's what I think FFG needs to be doing instead of doing like what is essentially a piece of scatter terrain. Okay. So, Number one, this is kind of uncharted territory for them. They've never had to do this for any of their games before. The closest thing we had previously was Rune Wars, and that was all cardboard. Sure. Cardboard terrain. So I think they're probably doing the smart thing and seeing how people react. Oh, okay, is this going to be you know popular? Are we going to sell units of this? Before we double down and design like an entire imperial sector or something like that that people will spend two to $300 on. Okay, here, here, here's the thing. Okay. What is sitting on the table as we do this podcast? ton of beautiful terrain. A ton of beautiful terrain. That was so, donated by somebody. We didn't no, go out no, no, and buy no, no, this. No, okay. no, no. Here's the point I'm making. Okay. Okay. Between Imperial Terrain, Corvus, and a couple of these other people that are, that are designing their own, mm-hmm. right? FFG, all FFG has to do is go to them and license the STL files. And then send it to whoever the hell well, they, they put the printed in China. And, and and once again, I'm sure Lucas has to have approval on all this sure. kind of stuff. Yeah. That's fine. And but the fact do that, that it's like fan made and all that, I think they would try to be avoiding that. I Plus mean, they have very talented designers. Stepping a little bit outside of go- board games, mm-hmm. you see stories all the time of software companies that somebody goes and makes a, a, a whiz bang, gee whiz, awesome mod for one of their games. And instead of the game company go or the software developers going and getting all pissy about it, they go and hire the guy. Nobody's saying anybody's getting pissy. No, about I know, anything. I know, I know, okay. I know, I know. But it's not that hard to get Star Wars terrain into this game, right? Okay, here's, here's, not I, knowing I the production side on things—that's a pretty bold statement to make. And here's here's my takeaway from this: um, I would rather have new units. Yes, coming out See, consistently than than more terrain. Exactly. Again, so if if they're having to divert manpower to making terrain as, and then the number of unit releases are going to suffer i don't want that i'm i'm perfectly capable of either downloading stl files or creating my own ter- homemade terrain um the fact that they are making some is awesome and the fact that it's coming with narrative tools yeah. actual like scenarios great bonus like, i'm yeah. super happy with this so in another year's time i'm sure we'll probably have more options available and it'll just keep scaling We're, we we uh We've had people already saying that the amount of stuff coming out really quickly for Legion is almost overwhelming. I mean, how much more do you want to cram down? I mean, it's nice to say, oh, we'd like to have, you know, all these extra things coming. I want my Tauntauns. I want extra buildings, you know, all this stuff. But there is a certain point where people are like, whoa, this is way too much. What are they just doing, you know, cash grabs? What's going on here? Or, you know, are they going to be keeping a good cadence and keeping up quality products? I feel like the pace that we've seen from stuff is, is good so far. And would I like to see more terrain? Absolutely. Sure. But I don't want to see... I think it'll have to be worked into the release schedule they have. Uh, and it seems like every couple of... Every three months or so, we get like a new... Like the uh, the extra objectives tokens or things like that. Yeah. That are just kind of extra things ancillary to just units and things like that. Are you? Are you... And the bases and... I, I think Josh is just upset that this may take away from barricades. No. That's not there's okay. only one barricade. Okay. No. This is scattered Don't terrain. Worry. Okay, good. Yeah. I just I you know, I can say you still maybe nothing you, ever maybe takes away from the barricada. A falling, the barricada yeah. is holy. There is only one barricada. 
Actually, it's praise be unto it. Eight of Put them, holes you, into uh, it. Uh, I think it's because the ATST in its broken uh, crash state is a monument to the fallibility of the Empire and how it can oh, actually be taken down yeah. by the rebels. Maybe you shouldn't have skipped leg day. No! <laughs> well, there's a chicken walker. Chicken leg. <laughs> Here's, and you guys make a point that, that I'm never comfortable with, that, that always seems to, to bother me. Okay. FFG, they, they've got these limited resources. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was talking to a couple people at, at LVO about this, too, uh, because somebody said the exact same thing. Like, I get it, okay? You know, oh, well, FFG's just a small company, right? Okay. You're rolling a Star Wars game, mm-hmm. right? That That is, maybe the, the company doesn't want to say it is, but you're a competitor to 40K, sure, which is the 5,000-pound yeah. elephant in the room, the, right? The 30-year elephant in the room, yes. Sure, that too, right? At some point, you've got to drop this, oh, we're a small company. you got a Star Wars license, and you're trying to go, and you know you want something to be big. If you want to be one of the big boys, you got to act like one of the big boys. Okay. But Games Workshop think, also know. has all of, their, all of the resources poured into two games. I mean, FFG has sure. board games, card games, miniature games, okay. dice games. Well, then, and I mean, I'm but sure. again, you've got to decide what you want to be, right? And At I think FFG, they're growing towards that. Sure, but... We, we've got to get out of this mindset that uh, it's a small company. Like I, I, I disagree. I, I don't think they are a small company. I think they're not a foolish company. Yeah. And we're lucky enough <laughs> to still have, you know, people who are you know pivotal within that company coming in and talking with oh, us absolutely. and becoming a part of the community. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you'll ever see that at a GW. Oh, no, 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 no. They, they're the, the they're way, hands off the, everything. The way, the way I, I, I am over the moon with the way that... FFG is willing to, to you know, send, you know, talk to Luke and, and, and have this kind of stuff. But, I, yeah. Speaking of, What's up? we have an interview. I know, yeah. right? <laughs> so now that we've got that out of the way, uh, we've got our uh, interview with Luke Eddy coming up in just a minute. We're going to take a quick break, though. You're listening to the Legion Outriders podcast, a member of the Radio Free Tatooine Network, recorded on location at Power 9 Games. Whether you're looking for the latest releases from Legion, X-Wing, 40K, Magic, or any of our other extensive inventory of board and card games, head to Power9Games.com and use coupon code OUTRIDER10 to get 10% off your order. Plus, shipping is free on orders over $100. Now, back to the Outriders. What's going on, Outriders? John, Josh, Matt, and we've got Luke Eddy in the studio with us. Special guest! Hey! Like, super special guest. I I don't don't want to start ranking our guests, but I mean, he's amongst the greatest guests we've ever had. Now, this is the second time we've had him on the show. Yes, but the The first first time time in person. Here, yeah. That's awesome. I'm here in real life. So he does exist. (laughs) So he's uh, here for LVO, right? Yeah, I was at LVO. Um, They invited me out, and uh, it was awesome. I had an amazing time there. So is this the first tournament you've been to for uh, Legion? No, I was at Gen Con. Okay. Um, so this would be the second. So, uh, you know, what are your thoughts on it so far? Like, what, what did you what did you see from LVO compared to Gen Con? Uh, well, so the attendance rate was amazing and a very low drop rate, which was good, too. I think um, Gen Con, a lot of people sign up for things and sign up for a lot of things that maybe overlap sometimes. But Ah, um, nonetheless, though, Gen Con was really awesome. I think a lot of people were sort of 
mm, testing the waters a bit, you know, or hadn't played a lot before, but were there to play, which was really cool. How long had Legion been out when uh, the Gen Con event happened? Um, I want to say Legion came out um, April that year. I think it was something like that. End of March, early April. Yeah, actually, maybe it was March. March 22nd, yeah. March 23rd, I think, was the drop date. Yeah, so yeah. then you had Gen Con well, in August. Let's check so my back not... tattoo. I've got it on there. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> Lower so, back, right down. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so really not that long. So, you know, it was great that there was people at Gen Con playing. There's, um, if I recall correctly, there was someone who had never played it before who went ahead and entered into the tournament. So, I mean, no, honestly. That's how you kudos, learn right that's, Kudos Bold to them. Right. Right. That's a uh, trial yeah. by fire right there. Yeah. Did so, he beat Matt, too? Yeah, probably. Probably. Um, so no, so it was, it Had was I a, been there, absolutely. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, so definitely that was a, a, a difference, I would say. And, you know, nothing against, you know, people. Obviously, it's awesome that people are, like, you know, willing to jump into a tournament like that, having not played before, having very little experience. So um, Gen Con for a lot of people was, like, a cool, like, learning experience. Um, whereas LVO, part of what great was what was great is just seeing such like high caliber play and like mm-hmm. people who were very like had played the game a lot, were committed to the game, you know, ha- had brought armies that they were experienced with, that sort of thing. So um, yeah, that was some of the difference I would say. What are some of the takeaways that you want to bring back from LVO? Um, well, I would say that uh, they collected a lot of data. Yeah. Um, I know um, Kyle, a.k.a. Orchimedes, mm-hmm. is going to have uh, deck lists, and he's going to have deck lists, army lists, and, uh, you know, um, like what um, objective cards were taken, um, you know, what objective cards weren't taken based on what faction. That'll be interesting to see. How you know. many times Boba Fett's rocket was fired? Right, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> actually, yeah, command, actually, command cards, too. You know, he's nice. going to have the command card breakdown. Um so, you know, there's not necessarily, you know, like very specific things we're like looking for, but it's just fun to see all that data, really, you know. Does, it, does that data make its way back to you? And then do you guys use that to, to further develop? Um, I mean, short answer, uh, it makes it, I mean, we'll see it because, you know, Kyle's going to post it be really interesting. Sure. As far as actually influencing things, not necessarily. I mean, I can't say directly that it would. Um, but it's always interesting to see, you know, I mean, I try to sort of keep a bead on how the game is going competitively, you know, what the sure. metas and things are. Um, I mean, I shouldn't say I try to, I do, you know, cause yeah, right. you know, yeah. it's important for the game to be balanced and that sort of thing. But, um, so that, that data will be really interesting to see. Definitely. When you see, you know, like yesterday we, we saw a diverse amount of lists. You know, yeah. That I mean, was really great to see. There wasn't anything that wasn't represented. And do you, you know, do you feel some kind of like personal validation? Like, hey, oh, yeah, like, definitely. Uh, yeah, we yeah, did yeah, a good yeah. job. Yeah. Self high five. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's always great to, uh, I mean, you know, you, you don't want to choose, you know, favorites among your children, but, you know, there are, there are some, there are some units that, you know, I'm, I'm really happy to see are getting played, you know, because um, some are, you know, a little more janky than others or, you know, some are, you know, can be a little harder to play. You know, I was really happy to see a bunch of saboteurs out on the field. Oh, that yeah. was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, you know, some some guy wouldn't thought, you know, bring three uh, scout sabs, uh, suppression bomb. Yeah, who would do that? Exactly. Yeah, you may not want to pick favorites amongst your kids, but it is okay to tell the T forty seven to go sleep in the closet <laughs> underneath the stairs. Aww. That's okay. Mm, no. Oh, so it's a wizard now. It's, it's waiting for its invite to Hogwarts. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, I mean, Harry Potter had his time in the sun. So, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, like so there's hope, T forty seven players. Yeah. yeah just wait. It's coming. <laughs> no, so no, it was it was definitely cool to see um, you know so much diversity there. That was really cool. 
What's your your outtake on the community so far? Like, are you seeing you know some of the same people you saw at Gen Con? Are you seeing a lot more new people? Um, there was definitely some overlap. Um, there was you know, um, oh I don't know. I'm trying to think how many. Uh, I don't know if I'll have a number, but you know, but besides um, Nick Freeman, there are other people, a couple other people too. I recognize from Gen Con, so that was cool. Um, but. Uh, what was really cool, and I know this has sort of been said before, but it's true for me too. Like seeing so many, meeting so many people in you know real life, face to face, you know, putting names to faces or voices to faces yeah. too was really cool. So I, I gotta say, Kyle did not look like an Orchimedes to me. No. <laughs> what does Orchimedes look like? Yeah, what's I, I no, what a big imagine? hairy dude, but. Uh... <laughs> A green mathematician. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Go. Yeah. That's what I was going more, yeah. Oh, God. So with, with yesterday's, you know, events kind of wrapped up, um, what do you think that might play out, uh, I guess, with uh, upcoming – what's the next event? Adepticon, you think? Yeah. Yeah. So are you going to Adepticon? Um, no, I won't be at Adepticon. But hopefully we do have um, – I think we'll have a presence there. Um, so uh, – I know um, we'll see. Uh, hopefully, I'll try to get out to another tournament this year. Won't be at Con, but hopefully another one. We'll see. Maybe Gen Con, something like that. So, um, as far as uh, I don't know, was your question like, what do you think is going to be out there? What do you think is going to take? Well, it? there's going to be new units available. Yeah, see, that's hopefully. the thing. It's yeah, hard. it's, it's yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Pathfinders will be out at the end of the month, so that'll be. Is that confirmed? Twenty first. Nice. Yeah. So. Uh, we're not spoiling anything because it was just uh, it was just dropped this past week the news about Sabine and Bosk. Oh yeah, those guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, those guys. Um, we you know we got over the you know the initial just awesome excitement of of you know the units really started looking at some of the stuff on there and uh, the first thing that jumped out to me was you have alternate sculpts available now. Uh, yeah, that's a thing. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, what I can say about sculpting is definitely that um, we, so we have internal sculptors. Mm-hmm. We, they, uh, we have a whole team of guys who work on it, and they do amazing work. And uh, honestly, everything they do just keeps getting better and better. So um, I was pleased to see people noticed, like, um, that, uh, you know, there's a little bit of bump there with oh, the yeah. uh, Those Rogue Those were next level. Well, yeah. And then after that, too, yeah. the Rogue One stuff. Oh, yeah, sure. yeah the gin model seen, was amazing. I can't wait to see that in yeah. person. Yeah, yeah no, um, Rob, who does most of our likenesses, just knocked out of the park with gin and Krennic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that scarf is pretty sweet that she's got, yeah. and Krennic's cape. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, no, it's, it's getting really good. And uh, they're putting a lot of work into, like, posing. Like, the Death Troopers have all the, like, tactical posing and... Um, so we're definitely trying to improve, you know, every, you know, wave or, or set of, uh, units, you know, there's something that we improve upon and Sabine and Bosk were, you know, well, how about, uh, you know, we have more than one way to put those minis together. How many different options are we looking at with those kits? So, uh, Sabine has, um, both a helmet and non-helmet, uh, head to use. And then, uh, one gun is, or one hand is always holding a gun, but then the other arm can be switched out for her second pistol, uh, or you uh-huh. can have the dark saber. Oh, very and then, cool. uh, so like that was a, kind of an obvious, like, oh, it's you know, it's Sabine, and the dark saber is an upgrade. You know, that's a sweet option to have, and like, of course, she has to have a helmet, but also like, let's do Sabine's likeness. But then the other character was Boss, and we're like, well, we don't. Does he get a dark saber? We don't want the Imperials to feel <laughs> left out. So uh, yeah, we worked on you know brainstormed on what could be his alternate pose too, and um, yeah, he's uh, hucking some sort of grenade. 
that might or mm. might have something to do with some of all those tokens that are in that product spread. Tokens we may not have seen before. The tokens <laughs> that look like they've got a biohazard symbol on yeah. them. Yeah. yeah, how about those tokens? Yeah, like, yeah I like it, yeah. There's some of those. There's some what look like charge tokens. Yeah. Bean has a whole bunch yep. of things. Yeah. Speculation is rampant. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think, I think in, in looking on the Discord, I think everybody had it pretty much decoded in about five minutes after the, yeah. the article dropped. Because, oh, like, I can see half of this card, and it says person. And then there's that this token that looks that bright blue exactly, token. It looks exactly like the personal shield generator she had in the thing, and it's like, oh, okay. Well. Yes, but how does it work? Well, that's yeah. yeah. Well, I think energy goes into it, and it like emits it, and then it blocks stuff. Oh, that's just magic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. there you go. You're a wizard, Sabine. Yeah. Yeah. With the T47. Yeah. yeah. So be honest. After you guys drop those, those new articles, like the the preview articles. How much time do you guys spend just watching the Legion forum and laughing at people's like, <laughs> you know, trying to play like, oh, you know, enhance, enhance, enhance on the photo, trying to speculate. Oh, this letter looks like it could be a B, but maybe it's a P. Well, how much time? I'll, I'll just say not none. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's honestly, it's it's part of the fun is seeing yeah. seeing this stuff get announced and seeing people get super stoked about it and start to, to speculate and like just get, you know, excited about the sculpts and about, you know, what the unit possibilities might be and you know start theory crafting lists and that sort of stuff so that's really exciting it's really fun to see so from a from a design standpoint everything to this point has been uh pretty complementary to the the other side like when Jin and the pathfinders came out we had krennic and death mm -hmm. troopers uh this time you've got a rebels character and then an original trilogy character mm -hmm. um was there just not a, a a rebel from the original trilogy that you wanted to put in there? No, and, I, and I'm not I'm not setting anything up. No, I'm not even going to ask <laughs> I can, it. I can I'm not even going to ask it. We know exactly what. But yeah. but why why the decision to if you can talk about it? Why the decision to kind of break that that mold? Uh, well, unfortunately, my response is uh, no comment. Uh, <laughs> Fair enough. But Fair but enough. I but I can I can say that um, like. Um, I mean, it's not really, you know, like a secret that uh, the people who work at FFG are huge nerds, and uh, we really like Star Wars. Sure. And yeah. there's awesome stuff in Star Wars that we want to see in the game as much as the fans want to see in the game. So, um, you know, we, we do put a lot of thought into what's in there, and a lot of people give um, input, and we try to make, you know, decisions that will, you know, please the, the fans. Um, and we also make some decisions that are just a little selfish because, like, like I said, <laughs> we like Star Wars, too. But um, Sabine was definitely an intentional choice, though, to just sort of, like, I mean, we, we, I think last time we were on the podcast, um, Alex and I talked about how, like, we definitely were doing original trilogy stuff mm -hmm. yeah, first. Yeah. And that was sort of, that was an intentional directive to be like, we want to make sure it looks like Star Wars. Mm -hmm. um, so we did a lot of that. And we still had more original, original trilogy stuff we could do, but we we're like, hey, let's do some Rogue One because, like, I mean, that's that's Legion. Legion is ground battles. Yeah. Rogue yeah. One is all yeah. about yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so we had to get that in there. And then I think, um, you know, with with the stuff after that, you're seeing a little bit of return a return to some of the original trilogy stuff with um, you've got Luke's Landspeeder, you know, the X-34, <laughs> and then yeah. you've got uh, Bosk. But we also wanted to seed in there a little bit of something else, too, which would be Sabine for Bubbles. Sure. Just to cue people in that, like, hey – you know, there, there's nothing canon that's off the table. Right. You know, they're all part of the same. Exactly. You've got you've got some yeah. favorite thing from something like just just hang in there. You know, yep. 
Just hang in there. We'll we'll get to it eventually. I'm I'm thoroughly looking forward to see how all well your guys do modeling mutton chops. Yeah, so <laughs> all I'm gonna say. We'll they're pretty know. they're we'll pretty epic. Know. We'll have to do them justice. <laughs> so, Mister Eddie, follow up question. Mm. Uh, Bosk, great bounty hunter or greatest bounty hunter? Ooh, that's a tough question. You know, I. Uh, I mean, there's a pretty sweet, you know, metal man who walks around, too, whose head may or may not be oh, an espresso machine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, no, I believe Bosk may be the greatest Mountie. Oh, yeah. I, wa- oh. I, I want my Dengar, man. Well, here's here's, here's, here's yeah. the thing, though. I mean, Bosk is, Bosk is a nice guy. Like, he's, uh, he's sort of a surrogate father figure for Boba Fett in the Clone Wars. Okay. And he teams up with Ezra in a really random young adult novel for the Rebels series. So I was Bos- not aware of this. Yeah, wow. Boss is always taking people under his wing. Aww. He's kind of, he's kind of, you know, he's I a think good dude. I think he has a heart of gold, you oh. know. Despite the fact, he unless you're a Wookiee. Oh well, yeah. Don't. don't <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, I'm not saying. Uh, hey, hey, you know, I'm not saying he's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying, but who is? Yeah, yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. It's the flaws that make him that much more of a gem. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah, his rules look awesome, and you know what we've seen from him so far. The model looks really cool. So he's uh, one of the one of those uh, guys that's making me question whether or not I want to, you know, maybe <laughs> pick up a couple more Imperials. Well, you you know, you get to paint something other than uh, black and white if you. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> I, that bright I'm sorry. Ye- that who bright paints yellow rubble, jumpsuit. Who paints Imperials yeah. black and white? <laughs> you know, people know that care about mean, things. I've just got to try and figure out how I'm going to paint purple reptilian skin. No, I want to know mm. how John's <laughs> going to paint up Sabine's armor. Oh, I, actually, I want to do the cannon armor. Like, it, it, oh, oh, yeah. Okay. It looks really cool. It looks like a challenge. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Well, so, and we, um, if you look at her armor closely, it's the season four armor. Okay. Um, where she's added some pieces, like the shin guards and the ammo straps that go around those. And then also, she's got the van bracers that Fen Rao gives her. So, and the jetpack as well is on her back, too. So, her armor changes over the series of the show. So if you want to be accurate, check those season four references for Sabine. Nice. Okay. You got to get to season four to be able to check those references. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably. Oh, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. You, oh, no. you got to get past episode two, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. We're going to need to work on this. Well, I'm, def- I'm definitely yeah. going to include her in my army, though, because having somebody with a uh, red dice save, it's really nice. <laughs> yeah. No, and that's uh, – I was uh, saying this when I was on uh, – uh, recording with Fifth, Fifth Trooper earlier, too. Shout out to those guys. Uh, but uh, – that um, there are definitely some things that sort of, you know, we sort of keep within certain factions to give them their sort of flavor. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, but every once in a while, it's good to do, like, an iconoclast character. And Sabine is very much like that. She's like, oh, you know, Rebels, you're used to those white dice, yes? Yeah. Hey, how about some red dice with surges, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it's fun to, it's fun to sort of, uh, you know, riff on things like that. You know, and her keywords, too, are very much like, I, she doesn't have any new keywords, actually. They're all existing keywords from, you know, Han Solo, from Boba Fett, from, you know, Leia. So you combine all these things and, you know, makes for a good character. I dig it. I'm, I'm very excited for that because, you know, Luke holding down that red dice thing all by himself. You know, you know, I honestly forget how nice help. it was having that because I've been doing the, you know, Leia, Chewie, Han list for so long. Because you were diehard Luke for a long time there, even after Leia came out. So. I was, and I think uh, now that LVO is over with, uh, I think I'm going to switch my list back up. I, I I feel like I've gotten some good playtime out of the Wookiees. Um, I'm happy to see some other people brought Wookiees there, and uh, I think I'm going to switch it up now and maybe move to something, I don't know, more... Uh, 
more close yeah. combat centric and well, good news, Outriders. In the meantime, we've uh, finally dumped Josh, and we've got uh, oh my god, thank goodness. better Nick and LJ <laughs> here to fill in for him in the conversation. Josh had to take off, but uh, we got better, better Outriders now. <laughs> so. You talked about the guests that you had on the show, and I was like, well, I'm pretty sure almost all the guests you've had on the show are in this building. Yeah, Dave is out so. there too. Basically, Actually. everybody except for well, Alex, uh, right? so we right, know yeah. who else we yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we were all in this Road building. Dog, uh, uh, my my uh, name is Josh, and I went two and two at LVO. There you go. Good, good <laughs> job, uh, Josh. I, I'm ready. I'm glad you got to see you got your hair back. So <laughs> looking good, sir. Uh, so Luke, uh, what would you say has been the most rewarding part you've seen so far? Uh, this, you know, the game's been out for a year. What has been your favorite part? Um, I don't know. This is sort of broadly speaking, but I mean, just the reaction to it has been great. Like that, people are super excited about it. Um, I think, um, you know, uh, like some of the other guys were saying, like LVO was such a positive experience. Like people were having yeah. such a great time. Uh, a lot of good sportsmanship. Um, you know, and I think, uh, I think Legion has a really good community going for it. Um, you know, some of what I see um, online is a lot of players, you know, like helping each other out, asking rules questions and clarifying things and, um, you know, just seeing people play games with each other, too. Like the sportsmanship is great. And I think, you know, that's that's so positive. That's important, especially, you know, I mean, Legion's relatively speaking, a pretty new game. And to mm -hmm. see like that's where the community is at and that's where it's building towards is great. Now, from somebody who came from a background of not so competitively balanced games like 40k and whatnot, um, you know, playing Legion is is pretty, you know, I don't know, balanced, and you know, it feels like such. <laughs> well, thank a, you. <laughs> it's such a, a good game experience. But Nick, you, you know, coming from War Machine and being somebody who's definitely more of an accomplished gamer than me, uh, what's made you stick with Legion? Um, I think they hit kind of the magical spot. So no game's going to be perfectly balanced. And no game's going to be um, super enjoyable. And you've got outliers on both sides. I think Legion, at this point at least, has hit that sweet spot where it's, it's balanced enough and fun, um, which is something that uh, some of the other games have kind of lost in one direction or the other. Mm. Um, so it's kind of in a sweet spot right now. The, the fact that you're able to introduce rules that hit the flavor, you know, feeling for it, like the impenetrable... You know, it's like, okay, it's cool, it's armor. They get an extra chance to maybe deflect a lightsaber. Um, and that but also makes sense for the game is fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the things I've thoroughly enjoyed is getting what I feel like is more depth to a character through the command card system. Mm -hmm. That's one of my things that, like, yeah. that's something I haven't really had in any other games. The character's rules define them, you know, yeah. purely. But, you know, having the extra layer on there, I think, has been really cool. And so far, you know, almost everything is useful, you know. There's only, like, one or two cards that maybe you consistently don't bring when you're, like, building your army. So to see that not only stay relevant, but also, you know, continue to define the characters we see. I mean, I can't wait till we see what Sabine and Bosk is, what the rest of their cards are. Yeah, exactly. Because I know they're going in and continue to add depth to them. They're pretty good. <laughs> that, there's your hot first. take yeah. uh, hot take Luke Eddy <laughs> so that's something I talked about with uh, Orchimedes a little bit too is that um, you know every model's on a bell curve you know whether it's um, overpowered underpowered right on the sweet spot and, and we've both done a lot of analysis and almost everything 
is really close. Mm -hmm. um, there's no, with the exception of you know maybe the T forty seven, everything is right at the peak. They can't all be winners. <laughs> <laughs> they can't all be winners, but um, but so far you've done a really great job at making things. Everything's playable. There's no bad options right now, mm -hmm. which is great. Well, yeah, I appreciate that. I think. Um, you know, I, I want to give Alex a lot of credit. I mean, he's the designer of the game, and I think... Yeah, but he's not here, so you're going to have to take all the credit. So. <laughs> well, I, yeah, well, I joke that, you know, he designed the game, and then, you know, uh, all the, th the development work I've done for all the expansions are just fan expansions of, of his game. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, he, um, he did a really good job with um, sort of, in a way, uh, future-proofing development space by giving the game so many like levers and dials to pull oh, yeah. without overcomplicating mm -hmm. it. Yeah. But um, you know, just the way that sort of, you know, the, the stats you get on unit cards, the the custom dice but that are still variable with the built in like surge or not surge. Mm -hmm. Um and then, you know, keywords most rules text or, or card text I should say being keywords that can be reused on other things just makes it so easy to develop for. And I think um but having all those variables, I think, helps with the balance because there's so many little things you can tweak. Um, and then flavor-wise, too, there's so many things you can adjust to sort of bring out what's unique about a character um, that um, it really goes a long way. You know, the more granular a system is, the more you can sort of mm. narrow down um, balance, you know. So, like, being an 800-point game, you know, that's, you know, you have a, you know, one-point versus two-point, you know, isn't a huge deal a lot of times, you know. So you're not working with these like super fine like you know oh if this card is one point more now it's unplayable you know so sure. you, you have a little bit of forgiveness built in which you know I certainly really appreciate you know it makes it easy to develop for really. So I know you're living in the future and you know you got to go back in time here to February 2019. Back to the future. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what of the game of, of the stuff that we've got out right now? What are you running? Like, what is your list of this stuff? Oh, I don't oh. play this game. <laughs> what is, what is my list, personally? Yeah. What's your list? Oh, oh so, well, I, I was talking about Ooh, this the before, questions. too. This is, I don't know if this is going to be a very satisfying answer, because, uh, like, as a developer, generally when I'm playing the game, I, I am living in the future. Oh. And, you know, so I'm playing, list, I'm you playing things. Yeah. yeah, not even released, not even announced yet. So, um uh, and I mean, it's all great. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, like one of my favorite lists is definitely clones. Okay, <laughs> not gonna lie. Uh, I mean, droids are fun too. Not gonna lie, you know, they they both have they both have some interesting things going on. But in terms of like now, like if I were to actually play, yeah. like honestly, like it, it's tough. Well, you know, it's maybe a trade secret, but developers are not necessarily the best at a game <laughs> at least not the best at a game in its current form i don't know why you guys were bagging on the t47 it was unstoppable when i played against it yesterday <laughs> so clearly it's it's a little op and needs to be brought down so. <laughs> no it's uh so so yeah like when i play just for fun like you know i'm not bringing something super competitive okay i like to just throw stuff on the table uh, honestly like it's really fun to play with newer people you mm, know and yeah. sort of like give them tips you know let them sort of like uh, you know, learn the game, and you know, I don't really care what I'm playing. You know, it's whatever. It's you know, stuff from that they have extra of, or it's you know, just stuff from the first wave of the game. You know, so it, it's kind of funny how the units can change what you might bring. I was just telling John, like when Snowtroopers came, I was like, oh, they're nice. They're kind of a little side grade option. Mm -hmm. I'll 
keep one unit. It'll be fine. I, he did such an awesome paint job on it. I was like, I need another unit of these guys. They <laughs> just look so cool. But I, I think you brought up a good point about like how units that maybe we looked over in the past are suddenly becoming viable based on mm-hmm. new things coming. You know, we haven't seen an HH-12 or an Ion Trooper in quite a while, but with these vehicles coming out, that might change. Oh, yeah. Uh, that tank is mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, there's not um, – you know, I think we try to um, think long-term about a lot of things, and, um, you know, sometimes there are um, – you know, for example, some of the Ion stuff, you know, like as you see more vehicles, those become more relevant – um, that sort of thing. And, um, you know, so there's some things that we do to try to, you know, shape the meta a little bit or maybe bring out things that aren't being played as much. But um, honestly, our, our, like our main goal is just to keep putting out stuff and just make the game more and more of a sandbox um, and try and put up more and more things that are side grades, you know. Um, I mean, last time I was on here with you guys, I talked about yeah. how, like, the game isn't even technically out yet from yeah. our perspective. Yeah. We've actually now finally just hit that point. Like, I was talking about specialists. Like, that pack sort of completes what we had envisioned from the beginning as, yeah. like, the game, as Legion. Um, We're finally getting all those critical puzzle pieces. Exactly, to yeah. You've, yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of people weren't sure, you know, right off the bat if we were ever going to do generics, you know, generic commanders and that sort of thing. And they're like, oh, it's, just, it's so hero-centric. They're never going to do. And we're like, no, no, no. We, Nobody we, ever we, said that. We will. <laughs> we are going to do. Oh, did someone here say that? Oh, I think that was like our episode two or three. Say, oh, it was I early was on. for a generic commander. Well, I it was think... Like, this is a game about heroes and Well, characters. I think Alex was talking about how it's all about the heroes, and some people yeah. might have misunderstood that. Oh, they'll never do them. But no, 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 we are. It just seemed to hang in there. And so it was always something we planned on doing. Using the personnel slot for things other than just adding a guy was always something we planned on doing. Sort of generic but faction-themed command cards, it was always something we planned on doing. So now that we've hit that point, the stuff you're seeing now, um, or seeing uh, previewed now, you know, starting with, like, Jin and Pathfinder, is, like, mm. now we're getting into, the like, the side-grade stuff where it's, like, you know, we're just trying to give players, you know, different options, you yeah. know, yeah. and and try to cater to play styles, too. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, this new thing isn't supposed to invalidate this other thing. It's right. just to give you another option, no, you know, and as you find what's yeah. good for you, what you like playing, you sort of tailor your army that way. I'm excited for the asymmetrical nature of the new Rebel stuff that's coming out that's going to mm-hmm. change the way they play the game and how the Empire has to react to them or even mm-hmm. other Rebel players. So just being able to have more access to the board at that beginning early stage of the game is going to change how people play it yeah definitely it is pretty asymmetrical yeah to be honest with you, the only complaint that i have so far is the fact oh no complaints that, well <laughs> no, just, no, i'm kidding, you, I'm yeah. kidding. If, josh has been sitting here railing about the rebels being terrorists for the last year <laughs> and then you gave him a tactic you gave us tactical which basically is you know yeah. Like Josh, <laughs> first thing he comes up to me, he shows me pictures. Your rebels have a tactical. You are a terrorist. I told you. I'm like, mm, oh, right. so, so wait, because <laughs> Josh isn't here to represent himself. You're saying that because they wrote in a a technical with a machine gun oh, technical, on it, essentially, you, technical, yes, where you know you just strap a machine gun to it and send it on its merry way. Yeah, that they are validating that statement. That's what Josh says. Okay, yes. so just checking. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, you know, they, they have to make do with what they have. Exactly. No, I, I love it. It <laughs> yeah. fits I mean, perfect with the flow. What? Was Baru going to complain? <laughs> no, she's a, a smoking crater. <laughs> oh, Luke, seriously, thank you so much for coming here today. And, uh, oh, yeah. No, man. It's my, it's my pleasure. Yeah, definitely. 
Is this the part where we chain him up to the back office so he can't leave again and we can just talk oh, to no. him whenever we want to? No, yeah, this is the best part where we try oh, to wait, extract yeah, all the answers from yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So before we go, I think I have one more question. Ooh. It's oh. not uh, not release-related, but you said that, that designers are fans. And so who is your favorite uh, Star Wars character? Who's my favorite Ooh. Star Wars character? That's a really tough question. You're putting me on the spot here. I now. am. <laughs> um, well, I will say, so uh, it was... Um, I mean, kind of an honor to work on the Rogue One stuff for Legion, and uh, we try and do a lot of research. And so, um, the more and more I like, you know, looked up stuff about that film and saw some of like, you know, the attention to detail that they put into stuff and how like they made it feel so much like an orig- original trilogy movie mm. and reused so many like um, props and costuming pieces and things like that. And, you know, it was really sort of a homage to the original trilogy. I fell more and more in love with that movie. And so I don't know, Jin maybe might be my favorite character, but I'd have to go with my namesake actually. So I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Luke Skywalker, (laughs) the hero of the whole original trilogy. So yeah. Fair enough. Sorry if that's a cop out. (laughs) That's that's legit. They justified it well. So, yeah, Josh's is uh, Jar Jar Binks, actually. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. And yours is Slingshot Ezra. So. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, thank you, all three of you guys, for joining us today. And um, we really look forward to uh, more future events in the yeah. future. Yeah, same. <laughs> all right. All right, thanks for listening. We will catch you guys next week. You've been listening to the Legion Outriders podcast, a member of the Radio Free Tatooine Network. For more from The Outriders, make sure you like us on Twitter at Legion Outriders, subscribe to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Legion Outriders, and make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast. Thanks for listening. You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home.